Hi, this is Aubrey the Podcast, and I'm glad you're here. I was talking last time about the houses. Those are the pie sections in the horoscope chart in that circle that describe areas of life is how it's normally referred to. I'm using the metaphor of each one of those pie pieces is a a room in a schoolhouse. And each time a planet visits that room in the schoolhouse, that teacher is teaching us something. How great is it that we have teachers available all the time? Excuse me, class. Class. And we do with astrology. All right, so let's start off with the sun, because that is the most popular. Okay, it's not a planet, but it's a luminary. The sun, just like the solar system, represents our core identity. Everything in the solar system revolves around the sun in the sky. And so everything in our natal chart or birth chart, everything in the horoscope revolves around the sun. The sun is the core identity. It's our concept of self. It's our concept of who we are. Sometimes it's also can refer to the father, but it's the, that's sort of the old patriarchal kind of definition of father. It's the person who plays the role of the authority in the room. The sun is also the symbol in the chart that talks about our vitality and how to get more of it, how to feel alive. So when the sun is visiting different schoolrooms in the schoolhouse of the chart, we have the opportunity, if we're paying attention, we have the opportunity to learn more from that teacher in that area of life. So if our sun is in the third house, the schoolroom concerned with communication, and learning, we're going to have more identity-shaping experiences, period. (laughs) My speaking is becoming staccato. So anyway, the sun is our identity. Our identity is constantly updating and getting lessons. Our concept of self evolves over time, and it evolves from having experiences in all areas of life. All right, the moon. The eagle has landed. Eagle is on the moon. The moon is obviously the moon. The moon moves very quickly through all of the schoolrooms of life. It moves very quickly through the houses. It visits, well, it's hard to say the house because the house can be a different size. But let's just say approximately, if the house, just say it spends about two to two and a half days in each schoolroom, which is not exact, but it's approximate. So the moon is about how we nurture ourselves, how we mother ourselves. If the sun is about authority and father, father father-ish, then the moon is about mother and or mother-ish and how we take care of ourselves and other people. So we get nurturing lessons like every two, two and a half days. It's a little much to follow that teacher every two days, but some people do. Some people take, they get a lot out of keeping a moon journal, for example. What it can teach us if you do follow the moon, how it moves through the school rooms of life, the houses, we can learn a lot about our moods. And that's really interesting and it can be valuable, but it moves quickly. So I wouldn't dwell on it too much. You can pay attention to the full moons and the new moons and see how those feel and what those teach you about your moods. It's always a 
an interesting exercise to look at your own natal chart and see where a particular new moon or full moon teacher is showing up and to see what you're learning at that particular moment in time. And a lot of times it will it will kind of line up with the symbolism of what schoolroom's being visited by that new moon or full moon. I hope that makes sense. All right, then we have Mercury. So that's the teacher of communication. It's the planet that teaches us about our thinking and our thinking style and our thinking efficiency and how efficient our mind is. And we learn things. We literally learn things where Mercury is. It might not be important things all the time, but we're learning. We might get information or messages or sometimes it's a little more revealing. But, you know, everybody knows that when Mercury is retrograde, that thinking and communication gets a little wonky. So Mercury is literally teaching us about adaptability and having a flexible mind and being flexible with our communications and backing them up, (laughs) being extra careful. So we, we always have the opportunity to rethink or redo or re-message with Mercury. A lot of times we have to re-communicate what we already said because the message got lost. (laughs) Then we have, I'm not really going in planetary order from the sun out, but anyway, then we have Venus. So Venus is the teacher about our relationships. We learn about our relationships. We learn about aesthetics. We learn about beauty. We learn about connection and rapport. We learn about each other. It's the planet that teaches us about relationships. Mars teaches us about our assertion. It teaches us about our assertion style and our motivations and how to go after things and how to have drive. It also teaches us about burnout. It teaches us about our passion. Those are all martial things. So wherever Mars is, you kind of tend to get fired up a little bit in that area of life, in that schoolroom. And we learn about ourselves, our drive in that area. Then we have Jupiter. Jupiter teaches us about our visions. It teaches us how to grow and expand, how to be more, how to not underestimate ourselves and how to take risks. Jupiter gets uh, the reputation of being the lucky planet. You got to be careful with that because Jupiter just gives us more of wherever it is. Whatever it touches, it just expands that. So if it's aspecting an area of life that has to do with consuming, eating, you know, you can get fat or broke. (laughs) So anyway, but you can also take really fantastic risks and leaps and prove yourself to yourself. Jupiter is, can be very rewarding and fun. Jovial, Jupiter, jovial energy to the schoolroom. So it's probably, it can be an awfully fun teacher. Then there's the not very fun teacher to a lot of people is Saturn. Saturn is kind of the the stern, I don't know, not a nun, but maybe like a nun. Um, Saturn is, teaches us about challenge, our sense of challenge and how we face challenges. It teaches us about how we behave when we're faced with obstacles. It teaches us, you know what it teaches us? 
Saturn teaches us endurance. It also teaches us to grow up. It's the planet of maturity. It teaches us to put our big girl pants on or big boy pants on and stand up and grow a backbone. So you can see how Saturn might not be the most fun teacher, but man, is it rewarding when you do the work. It's like if you do the work when Saturn is your teacher in a certain area and it's always somewhere, Saturn will reward you big time. So it's kind of like a really, really mean, tough, tough teacher that won't crack a smile and is just pushing you to the brink and you are learning resilience and you are learning hard work and effort and maturity and seriousness and responsibility and you pass all the teacher's exams, that teacher throws you an ice cream party, gives you money and hugs and a sense of self-esteem. And no, anyway, Saturn challenges us big and rewards us big. And also, you know, it punishes big too. So if Saturn, wherever Saturn is in your chart, do not tell Saturn the dog ate my homework. Do the work because you do not want Saturn consequences in the form of being sent to the principles or getting enough. Then we have Pluto. Pluto is, again, it's kind of like Saturn. It's it, as far as it's, it can be a little bit tough because it's always pretty much focused on transformation and it's about destruction, reconstruction. So it can devastate us and then build us up in the most empowering way ever. Pluto has to do with the cycle of life. It's about something rising and growing and peaking and then decaying and, you know, dying and then being reborn and the whole cycle. So with Pluto, you have to go through the whole cycle of creation and change. And it's only by going through it that we actually learn about it. So Pluto can be a long, uncomfortable classroom to be in, (laughs) whatever classroom Pluto is teaching in, but it's also extremely empowering and exhilarating when you experience the rebirth energy in that classroom. Then we have Uranus. Uranus is about freedom. It is about individuation and breaking out of patterns and indoctrinated personality traits that we've been socialized into carrying. And Uranus comes along like a bad, bad boyfriend on a motorcycle with his finger in the air and helps us, you know, and says, hop on the bike, I'm taking you for a ride. And you do it and you give your mom the finger as you're driving away. I never did that, but that is a, actually I did hop on a stranger's motorcycle once. That was a Uranian moment, but I never gave my mom the finger. Now I'm getting really derailed. But Uranus, it's it's the planet of freedom. Uranus wants freedom, wants breakthroughs. What else can I tell you? It's another one. It can be a little bit destructive. It's kind of like it goes in and kind of, it has to shake things up big time. So it can kind of shock us and catch us by surprise. Uranus never announces itself. It's always like, what? I didn't know that was coming. The other phrase is thunderbolts and lightning. It comes out of nowhere and wakes us up. It's the great awakener. So it has very positive implications, positive and necessary, but can be really destructive and shocking when we're going through a Uranian time in a particular classroom. So what else have I missed? 
Then we have the nodes of the moon. So the nodes of the moon are kind of the crux of the differentiating piece of evolutionary astrology, not because other astrology systems or theories or whatever you want to call them, like schools of astrology, not because they don't look at the nodes of the moon, but because they don't stress the importance of them like evolutionary astrology does. So evolutionary astrology is about growth and karma and concentrates on these two symbols, the nodes of the moon, because it's these two symbols. They're they're both horseshoes. One's up like a U and one's down like a horseshoe. I don't know. One's up, one's down as far as identifying them. And they're about the karma that we incarnated with to work out that the karma that's ripened in this lifetime. It's the, And by karma, now this is all Stephen Forrest. This is me regurgitating Stephen Forrest. By karma, we're talking about what is present in a newborn that has nothing to do with this current lifetime. What am I saying? I'm saying that when a baby is born, there is somebody inside. There is a fully present soul that's in this little body ready to be expressed. And part of that, that little teeny personality seed of a personality that a baby is born with is an understanding, like an automatic understanding about what it means to be alive. There's a reaction to life. And anyone who's met a baby has experienced this. Like some babies are inexplicably hungry and fussy and agitated and active. And some babies are like gentle, docile, sleepy little blobs that just want to be hugged and held. They all have personalities. There's babies who like to be swaddled, babies who just want to rip their arms out of the swaddling every time, you know, you you try to wrap them. There are babies that have different social reactions. There is someone in there. And where that comes from is that something has survived through the whole birth process, through conception, through birth. Something came from somewhere. Now, that's as far as I go with it, at least in this talk, because there has to be a way for astrology to work for people who have religious beliefs that don't allow for ideas of reincarnation. Because I don't believe we have to have these Eastern ideas of reincarnation in order to understand that there is something present in all human beings that has nothing to do with this lifetime from the second you were born. And it's just a big mystery. It's the, and, and we ask, where does that come from? You know, n- none of us are actually really going to know until we're not here anymore. The idea is that it does come from somewhere and there is information to be learned about it. And so what we can learn is about our automatic reactions to life that are unconscious, that are largely unconscious reactions. And we can recognize those because it's where we have sort of larger than life reactions where we we overreact and we have we don't really understand why we overreact it just comes from somewhere astrology gives us a little bit more insight into what that may be about and what the reason might be and then it you can knit together a really helpful picture of why we've been wired in the way that we're wired and each of us has a different wiring that serves a different purpose that helps us learn different things in different ways and gives us a completely unique experience that's valuable to only ourselves. Okay, I just took you through the planets. I hope I didn't forget one. I think I might've forgotten one. No, I don't think I did actually. I think I hit most of them. I mean, and I did. I forgot the planet that makes you forget. (laughs) 
Neptune. Oh, I'm such a space cadet. Here's the thing. When Neptune, when we're in Neptune's classroom or Neptune's in the part of our chart, we are going to learn to surrender there. We're going to learn to surrender and let go and go with the flow. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) One of the ways that Neptune helps us learn to surrender is by literally sort of muddling our brain or making things a little more confusing or just making us forgetful. I'm a total space cadet. I'm sort of loving Neptune on my sun, which is where it is. And it is kind of magical in some ways. And in other ways, I am just a ding dong, total ding dong. And it's a little disconcerting. It sort of makes you feel like you have a really pleasant form of dementia. So Neptune helps us get in the flow, get into our creativity, get into trance-like processes. It's a very trippy classroom to be in. It teaches us about the transcendent sides of life, inexplicable things, unexplainable phenomenon, spiritual connection, divine processes. We might pray a lot in this classroom or learn to meditate or get into some yoga like kundalini yoga, which is what I've been getting into get into our creativity more. I've also been experiencing that. In this classroom, when Neptune visits this part of our natal chart, it kind of brings us out there. It brings us into outer space. And from that, inspiration comes, heightened creativity, inspired ideas. Uh, You know, it's inspiration. Inspiration and compassionate, heartfelt processes. There's a lot of wonderful things about Neptune, but there's definitely an element of cuckoo, you know, this sort of space cadet. That's the only other way I can say it. It's beautiful and can be just a touch disconcerting. So this is your forgetful spacey resident astrologer saying that's Neptune. Anyway, there's lots of lots of symbolism in astrology. I, I think you can make a chart, an astrology chart with hundreds of planets if you wanted to, but that would be like a 13-year reading. It's not a very practical endeavor. Those are the basics as I practice them and understand them. And I hope this helps you understand astrology a little bit better. And, you know, I hope it helps you think about how the natural world is there to inform us at all times. These are teachers. These are teachers we have hovering above our heads always. And they're always interacting with each other and the rest of the universe. And there's something happening. And it's happening in us as much as it's happening with the tides, as much as it's happening with the the seasons, the ebb and flow of the seasons, the cycles of everything. Everything is cycles. And we're a part of that. We're just as much a part of all the cycles as everything in the natural world is. So I hope you include yourself in thinking about the cycles of life on this planet and in the cosmos. It just gives me great comfort to know that there are teachers at all times I can turn to and try to glean some meaning and insight about my life, my teeny weeny little life. Okay, well... I wish I could play the mamas uh, and the papas right now to everything turn, 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 but I don't have the money to license that. So have a great day. Thanks for listening. All right. I love you. Okay. Bye.